What's up, Nzanzi? Welcome to episode 307. I'm your host, Octavius Pandil. Sustainable agriculture can be defined as producing food and livestock over the long term with minimal negative effects on the environment. The goal is to produce the greatest quantity of food over the longest time in order to feed a growing human population while keeping the environment intact. In this episode, Mandisa Masambuku, Master's Candidate in Crop Science specializing in agronomy, shares some insights on why we need sustainable farming and some sustainable practices for small-scale farmers. Mandisa Masambuku, welcome to Farmers Inside Track. Thank you so much for this opportunity, Octavia. And I'm quite excited to pick your brain on sustainable agriculture. So why do we need sustainable agricultural practices in South Africa? It is very much important to contribute to climate change. Implementing sustainable agriculture, it is to our advantage to mitigate the climate change and also the other farming practices can have a negative impact on the environment and the human health because mostly they use uh, synthetic fertilizers and pesticides of which degrades the soil. And the reason why I would say that we need to implement sustainable agriculture in South Africa is, I would say, especially for small-scale farmers, and for just household production, it's because comparing our food security states and the rising of our population, I think it is a time that we fully encourage and educate people on sustainable agriculture so that they can learn to produce for themselves without actually having to put more inputs, just using the natural input for food production. How does sustainable farming work? Can you give us a brief overview of what that looks like? So in sustainable farming, we focus more on producing crops and livestock in such a way that we protect the environment, maintain and improve soil fertility. We try by all means to avoid the use of synthetic fertilizers, as I mentioned before, and just chemical use in general. That's what sustainable farming is trying to avoid, but introducing or implementing natural ways of farming. So what happens in sustainable farming is there are different methods and techniques of sustainable farming, but overall what sustainable farming is trying to highlights is to work on strategies that can mitigate and try to minimize things that can actually affect the level of production in agriculture and also to consider human health at large, the environment and the economic state in terms of agriculture. Can you maybe share with us some of the benefits of farming sustainably? It eliminates toxicity in the environment and it, it maintains the soil quality. And sustainable farming, I think one of the most benefits is that it is not only limited to commercial farmers, but even substantial farmers can actually practice sustainable farming because they can 
actually use materials such as organic manure or green manuring of which they have access to it. Some even have access to it in their homes. So it is actually an advantage for them, sort of like a recycling to take the material produced by livestock and such as the manure and then use it for agricultural production and then produce food. So it's more of a way we are recycling in a sustainable manner. And let's delve into some of the pros and cons of sustainable farming. I'm going to start with the pros. I believe that we all know the current state of South Africa in terms of our severe shortage in resources such as electricity. We are currently facing many South Africans, I would say, they lack access to a financial credit, which can be really difficult for them to fully practice regenerative agricultural practices. So sustainable agriculture is actually an easier way for them to participate in food production and also contribute to like organic food production in general. When we talk of sustainable agriculture, we're not only looking at the environment, but we're also looking at the human health, the inputs that we use to plant. What negative effects can they have in the long run after we have consumed the food that is produced from the use of those materials? So sustainable farming is really broad. We actually also looking at the human health and the economic side of it. With the cons, the cons of sustainable agriculture, I feel like a lot of people are not well equipped with information about a sustainable agriculture. They don't really know what it entails. So I think it's actually a great chance right now for us as agricultural practitioners, agricultural researchers to actually look more into that and spread the word, inform people, educate people. With sustainable agriculture, comparing to the use of synthetic fertilizers and regenerative agricultural practices is, if I'm going to make an example, it's with the use of fertilizers. You can actually plant in a small land, you do not require much land to gain more production, but you actually require more inputs such as fertilizers, as I've mentioned. And then with sustainable farming, to actually produce the same amount of crops that you have gained from the other types of agricultural farming, we actually need more land because now we are going the organic direction. We are not using any chemicals, even pesticides to control the pests and the weeds in the field. So with the use of organic manuring, which is part of sustainable farming, the production is not as fast as the production where we use chemicals. Could you be able to give me 10 sustainable agricultural practices for small-scale farmers what is your advice for them around that? For small-scale farmers, I would actually advise them to try out crop rotation, of which it's a system 
whereby you do not plant the same crops repeatedly year after year. Let's say this year you plant a leguminous crop so that it can leave the nitrogen in the soil. And then the following year you plant a cereal crop. That cereal crop will actually depend on the nitrogen that was provided by the leguminous crops. And that's actually a good way to avoid using land fumigation, pesticides, fungicides, because in crop rotation, we can actually manage the spread of a pests and diseases because there are different pests and diseases for different plant families. The pests that affect leguminous crops, they do not affect cereal crops. So if this year I plant cereal crops and the next day I plant leguminous crops, Jumping over to next day, I will be breaking the pest and disease cycle in cropping that actually assist in the use and in the spreading of the nutrients. And also mulching, it's another form of sustainable agriculture where we cover the ground to avoid soil erosion, retain a soil moisture, and that can be done by using wood chips, or grass material and to actually maintain pressure and things like straw or compost can also be used as mulch of which it's easily accessible in our homes. So we can actually make our own mulch, especially in winter when you have planted, you can apply mulching to maintain the soil temperature and retain soil moisture as much as possible. Not-till farming. Not-till farming is farming without uh, disturbing the soil and this helps in increasing water infiltration and maintaining the soil structure and also no use of pesticides. With sustainable agriculture, we actually trying to minimize the use of pesticides to control pests in the fields after farming. So the biological control of pests can be actually applied instead of the use of chemicals and also a green manuring where before we plant in order to supplement with nutrients, can plant maybe a dry bean or cowpea or lab lab crops just to supplement with the nutrients in the soil especially nitrogen and then after harvesting those crops you can then now plant whatever crop that you want to plant with that crop depending on the previous crop's nutrients. Thanks Mandisa Masubuku, Master's Candidate in Crop Sciences specializing in agronomy. For more on the topic visit www.foodformzanzi.co.za and this week, we celebrate hashtag Soil Sister, Mina Marendi. After dedicating three decades of her life as a health hero, Marendi was inspired to trade in a stethoscope for a new venture with boots and gloves nurturing the soil. I built a chicken house. The agriculturalized roofers came to say they're in the wrong direction. They should be having facing that particular direction. Why? Because the sun and so forth and so forth. I'm like, I've actually spent a lot of money on that. 
but I did not detail. I said, okay, then I'll put the other one next to it. And I went on. Then somebody said to me, but you know, the brainless are quick to give you tips on your investments. I said, okay, let me try that. I said, man, I don't like the small chicks. But somebody said, no, buy and sell. I bought and sell. But later I saw my customers grow. And I said, I can't wait for my suppliers to say, I'm not ready. I bought the chicks. And then I went for the workshop with the Alzufis. That is where then my eyes were open to say, how do I then run a poultry farm? Then I did not stop there until I had the vouchers from the government. You know, they come and give advice. I took my team for training and then we couldn't just stop. Mina Marindi is one of the phenomenal women selected to participate in the 2023 Soul Sister Programme. Catch a full interview on www.foodformzanzi.co.za and on the Foodform Zanzi's YouTube channel. And that's a wrap. Remember to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. From me, Octavius Pandil, our technical producer, Megan van der Fink, and the rest of the hashtag FoodformZanzi. Thanks for listening. Life in South Africa can be a lot. I mean, scroll through Twitter for a minute and tell me I'm wrong. Thank God for South Africans though, right? We're inspiring, and even on the bad days, we fight back with a smile. That's why I love Food Form Zanzi so much. They're not ashamed to celebrate the ordinary unsung heroes who work every day to put food on our nation's tables. Go to foodformzanzi.co.za and never miss an inspiring story.